0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine
1: the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. When whole races and peoples conspire to propagate gigantic mute lies in the interest of tyrannies and shams, why should we care anything about the trifling lies told by individuals? That's a timeless nugget of wisdom from Mark Twain. George Orwell also foretold the coming state of so-called modern societies and controllers' ability to manipulate the masses by simply altering the narrative whenever it suited them. Here's an excer- example from George Orwell's novel, 1984. If all others accepted the lie which the party imposed, if all the records told the same tale, then the lie passed into history and became truth. Orwell continues, He who controls the past, ran the party slogan, controls the future. He who controls the present controls the past. And yet the past, though of its nature alterable, never had been altered. Whatever was true now was true from everlasting to everlasting. It was quite simple. All that was needed was an unending series of victories over your own memory. Quote, reality control, they called it. In newspeak. it was called double think. To know and not to know. To be conscious of complete truthfulness while telling carefully constructed lies. To hold simultaneously two opinions, knowing them to be contradictory, and yet believing in both of them. George Orwell's Timeless Prophecy continues with this. To use logic against logic. To repudiate morality while laying claim to it at the same time. To believe that democracy was impossible and that, at the same time, the party was the guardian of democracy. To forget whatever it was necessary to forget, then to draw it back into memory again, at the moment when it was needed. And then, promptly, to forget it again, and above all, to apply the same process to the process itself. Final excerpt from Orwell's timeless writings. That was the ultimate subtlety, consciously to induce unconsciousness, and then once again to become unconscious of the act of hypnosis you had just performed. Even to understand the word doublethink involved the use of doublethink itself. How many have seemed to have seen into the future? Twain, Orwell, so many others. Henry David Thoreau, who, if I've repeated in broadcast past, stated so long ago, thank God men cannot fly lest they would lay waste to the skies they have done to the earth, and how true that has become. The Hopi prophecies that said, in the time of great change, which certainly we appear to be in, there would be, quote, cobwebs spun in the sky. Do the aircraft spewing their toxic aerosols out in our skies not look like spiders spinning a web? They do to me. Orwellian newspeak and doublethink, or outright head-in-the-sand no-think, that's the world we live in, question how many in the ranks of the so-called industrialized, militarized society are willfully dead from the neck up? How many? It's not just that they don't have a clue. They don't want a clue. How many are clinging tenaciously to the Truman Show delusion that everything will magically work out if you just do what you're told and pretend it will? For long enough. And for those that of either or any political parties that assume I must be referring to the other side, take a good long look in the mirror. Anyone caught up in the power structure orchestrated political circus of mass distraction and division on any side of the left, right, Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative theater is part of the problem. The controllers alter the narrative at will. The majority of the sheeple, follow in lockstep and all the while on the wider horizon the bottom line background factor that's fueling it all the systemic collapse of the planet's life support systems is being further fueled by the shockingly visible climate engineering atrocities that few seem to be capable of even seeing and even fewer capable of acknowledging and yes as the proverb goes there are none so blind as those who refuse to see The controller manipulation of the hive mind continues unabated. If mass formation psychosis is not shattered, if a critical mass of awakening does not occur very soon, coupled with a collective effort to expose and halt the insanity on countless fronts, if the human race does not completely alter its current course, our days are numbered. Stay tuned for the latest breaking reports on the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. The horizon is growing darker by the day. On that note of good cheer, you're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast, installment number 343, March 5th, 2022. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations, known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on AM and FM stations in Northern California, Texas, Alabama, Florida, Denver, Washington State, Oregon, the Northeast, and most recently Sacramento, San Diego, and San Francisco. Geoengineering Watch, which is to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us expand our reach, our voice, in this desperate effort to sound the alarm. And about sounding the alarm, please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary titled The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share it is by circulating the direct link to the dimming from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. Please examine our ongoing legal action against the so-called fact checkers. A single individual in this case that is responsible for flagging the dimming documentary and all geoengineeringwatch.org data as, quote, false news on Facebook. Because he says so. The link to the full report on our legal action against this so-called fact checker can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. And for those that want to bring up questions about what we collectively face on the air for all to hear, Geoengineering Watch will soon be hosting the coming collapse Q&A news hour on KSCO Santa Cruz starting on Saturday March 12th, from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. No commercials, no politics. We will stick to the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. There will be no participation in the orchestrated political theater of mass distraction and division. The call-in number for the coming Collapse Q&A hour, brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, is 831-479-1080. Join us, starting Saturday, March 12th, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Again, the call-in number is 831-479-1080. I will look forward to connecting with all those that are willing to ring in and make their voices heard and to discuss the converging catastrophes that are closing in on us all. Moving on, do the political pundit talking heads of either political stripe on TV and or radio Address the bottom-line factors that are driving the planet toward near-term omnicide? Factors like global climate intervention operations, a.k.a. weather warfare? Of course they don't. Or, while each political stripe pretends to be giving you the truth, they're actually parroting the power structure script while completely omitting what the controllers don't want the public to see or be conscious of. The C 19 scenario eclipsed everything, didn't it? Now the Russian invasion is doing the same. What near-term converging cataclysms are being completely omitted? I'll get to that. Stay tuned. First, let's again consider that the new crisis has effectively eclipsed the former crisis, which is still a crisis, but for reasons the controllers don't want the public to know or understand. The official narratives are unraveling by the day. The natives are waking up and getting restless. Will they soon be taking to the streets with their proverbial pitchforks and torches to hold legally and morally accountable anyone and everyone that not only perpetrated unthinkable crimes, but who also helped to cover them up? You decide. On the theme of the natives waking up, from the New York Daily News, this Fire Department of New York union leader requests probe into possible correlation between recent department deaths and COVID vaccines. Didn't see that headline on many mainstream media TV stations, did we? And this from the UKExposé.com and other sources. While you've been distracted by Russia's invasion, the UK government released a report confirming the fully vaccinated now account for nine in every 10 COVID-19 deaths in England. This report continues. The most recent figures showing the fully vaccinated accounted for nine in every 10 COVID-19 deaths over the past month. And the triple vaccinated accounted for four in every five of those deaths. I personally know or have contacts with about a half a dozen who have died after their vaccines. My stepfather and my father-in-law, as I stated on this broadcast previously, both in ER rooms within hours after their first vaccination, both in about a week, neither one better yet. One's been back to the ER nine times. How much is being systematically hidden from populations? How many in the ranks of populations are willing to summon the courage to face the truth, verifiable truth, on any front? So about the Russian invasion, these are indeed dark days for the citizens of Ukraine, and Russian citizens, and the rest of us. But if you were to watch mainstream news, or read a mainstream newspaper, you could be forgiven for thinking that the plight of the Ukrainians is currently the only event taking place in the world. The Russian invasion is being aired on an endless 24-7 loop via corporate media, with scarcely a word about the cv 19 scenario to be heard, despite previously airing nothing but propaganda and lies on the entire scenario for the past two years. Is the collapsing biosphere mentioned? Is looming planetary omnicide mentioned? Is the climate engineering atrocities in our skies mentioned? Of course not. How many are willing to face the verifiable truth about CB19 and its origins, or biosphere collapse, which is fueling total power structure desperation. CB19 is the controller response, one of many, and there will be many more to come. And keep this in mind always those in power could not do what they do without the active or passive support of the majority population. And as we move forward, every effort will be made by those in power to mask the truth from the public as has been the case for so many decades and longer. Here's a historical case in point. Operation Mockingbird. Look that one up. Trudge into that rabbit hole. Ever notice most of the news channels are saying the same thing at the exact same time? Operation Mockingbird was created by the CIA to weaponize media corporations against the general public. You're being programmed. Further proof the mainstream media is controlled by one entity— and can't be trusted as a reliable source on anything that matters. Question everything. Operation Mockingbird indicates the CIA's involvement in the manipulation of the news published in the United States and across the world for many decades. The CIA also bribed, for example, students, as established by journalists and reporters, to write CIA versions of specific events. Operation Mockingbird refers to the CIA's involvement in journalism during the 70s and before, but is it even remotely rational to believe this practice ever stopped? Why would it? Because the CIA and other alphabet agencies suddenly found their moral compass? Really? Again, what aren't we being told? And how much are the so-called fact-checkers hiding from us, not just What's occurring in our skies is the recently filed geoengineeringwatch.org legal actions is attempting to expose, again, see the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for a link to that report and the entire legal filing, but how much is being systematically hidden from us on countless fronts? About the so-called fact-checkers, this headline, backed by Big Pharma, NewsGuard brings, quote, fact-checking to tens of millions of kids in schools from that report. The American Federation of Teachers has signed an agreement with NewsGuard, a for-profit, quote, fact-checking company with deep ties to Big Pharma for the purpose of, quote, helping students in U.S. classrooms, quote, navigate a sea of online disinformation. They continue, under a deal announced last month from AFT, again, that's the American Federation of Teachers, They agreed to purchase NewsGuard licenses for its entire membership of teachers, 1.7 million in total, making the NewsGuard tool available to tens of millions of public school students and their families to teach them that the only facts that are real facts are those that are issued by the controllers. Does any of that come as any surprise whatsoever? Forgive me for a short rant. But there are elements of the wider horizon that must constantly be kept in mind because it is what will determine our collective immediate futures. Crops are collapsing around the globe. Our oceans are dying. Plankton populations are plummeting. Fisheries are collapsing. Forests are dying. Again, all over the world. What isn't dying is incinerating. Wildlife populations are imploding. Biblical droughts, biblical floods, and now all too common blotting out of our once blue skies by the so-called solar radiation management jet-spraying aerosol operations, filling our skies with a highly toxic brew of heavy metal and polymer filth, all of which is settling down to the surface, a ubiquitous contamination of the entire planet and every breath we take. Welcome to climate engineering, aka weather warfare. As if all the countless forms of existing human damage to the planet weren't enough, The controllers have long since completely derailed what yet remains of the Earth's life support systems. Again, climate intervention operations. And many ask, I always hear this, quote, Why would, quote, they, i.e., the controllers, those who print the money, the central bankers, Why, many ask, would they want to control the weather? What a ridiculously naive question. Why wouldn't they? Of course they would. Of course they are. Not my opinion, historical fact, backed up by literal mountains of data, film footage, and lab testing. Climate engineering is the crown jewel of the military-industrial complex, as I've said so many times. Consider and remember this. It is a weapon with which they can bring populations to their knees, even if their own countries, their own citizens, without those citizens or without that population ever even knowing they were under assault. All of us, over 75 years ago, when these programs were first deployed at scale, all of us were then committed to a grand and lethal experiment without our knowledge or consent, an experiment from which there is no return. But no matter how much proof there is, no matter how hideous our skies are, no matter how inarguable the unfolding global ecological collapse becomes, almost none look around to take note of the dying web of life. And fewer still look up to take note of the atrocities in our skies. And almost none seem to comprehend the fact that when there's no more habitat, no more wildlife, no more insects, the age of man, known as the Anthropocene Epoch, will be over, i.e. the end of the road. And even now, the vast majority in First World Nations continue on with their ever more tedious personal pursuit of pleasure and I've been aggressively criticized more times than I could count by more individuals than I care to remember for, quote, judging those still affluent individuals who choose to spend all of their time and all of their resources on things like Caribbean cruises and golf games and sports viewing and beer parties. The list is endless, but everything on the list only adds to the apathy while the ship continues to go down. I'm told that If others choose to spend their lives thinking happy thoughts while endlessly pursuing personal pleasures and material possessions while completely shirking any and all sense of responsibility to the whole, then that's none of my concern. That's what I'm told. Wrong. If the actions of others are ensuring that my children and all children will have no future whatsoever, if the entire web of life on this formerly thriving planet has no future, that is absolutely my concern. That's all of our concern. And when I say no future, I don't mean a dark, dismal future. I mean no future, zero. They won't be here. We won't be here. Not an opinion, a mathematical and statistical fact. And I mean the extremely near-term horizon based on current trajectories. But let's be truthful. It's not socially acceptable to address an unspun truth this dire, again, based on verifiable data. For the totally delusional, the so-called experts will save us from ourselves with techno-fix solutions. Really? Is that working so far, now that we're facing the statistical extinction of our species this decade? And yes, that's exactly what I said this decade, and perhaps as soon as halfway through this decade. And that doesn't mean everything goes along as it is until then. It means that total collapse and Mad Max on steroids is closer than almost anyone dares to imagine. Please... Don't believe anything I'm reporting. I'm not asking you to. I never have. What I have asked, what I am pleading for, is honest, unbiased investigation, without bias, without preconception, without programming, which is much easier said than done. The vast majority are viewing the world through various colored lenses. If those lenses are not cleared, we have no chance for even near-term survival, And for those that don't believe a word of it, again, I understand you haven't yet conducted the kind of investigation I just described, but know this, ignorance of the truth does not change the truth. Choosing to ignore the oncoming train won't stop it from running over you. For those that have just tuned in on our AM and FM stations, this is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the non-political, commercial-free Global Alert News Hour brought to you by Geoengineering Watch. Let's press on with more bad news. Back to the techno fixes from newsbreak.com. Dimming sunlight to cool earth may present more dangers, scientists warn. Could, may, might. No, is, and always has been. From that report, about 60 scientists recently requested that solar geoengineering techniques such as stratospheric aerosol injection known as SAI, which aims to, quote, dim the sun, be temporarily prohibited. A little late for that. The report then states, aerosol particles which reflect sunlight back into space are released in the atmosphere by fleets of planes. That is the, quote, proposal, as if we can't see it going on over our head almost every single day. Another report, same theme, many sources. Catastrophic effects of SAI, against stratospheric aerosol geoengineering. What's that term mean? It refers to solar radiation management, the stated goal of which is to put aircraft in the skies and to spray microscopic nanoparticles, which are extraordinarily harmful to the entire web of life, especially human health. Highly toxic elements, aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers, now we know graphene. And again, we all get to inhale this brew. And as I've stated so many times, all these elements, of course, are highly toxic. But when you mix them together, the overall toxicity, it's called synergistic toxicity, increases unimaginably up to 100 times, i.e., 10,000% worse. This report continues, SAI, again, stratospheric aerosol injection, may present greater risks than the warming it is trying to stop, exactly what GeoengineWatch.org has stated for the entire length of our existence. They continue, to understand the risks, some scientists carried out a risk assessment of this contentious technology. They continue with their half-truth report. The precise form of these effects will depend on how SAI, stratospheric aerosol injection, is utilized. But this might have rippling effects throughout the world's ecosystems as a result of poor coordination in the emissions of aerosols. Again, aerosol, very, very small particles suspended in the atmosphere. Excessive rains in some areas could lead to the spread of illness. Wow, how does that puzzle piece fit into the equation? Think about that, especially when we have the world's second most recognized climate engineer, Dr. Ken Caldera, as I've stated, played his own voice on this broadcast so many times, stating what he did for the U.S. Department of Defense was design ways of spraying pathogens into clouds to infect the populations below. Plug that into everything that's been going on. See where that road leads you. Final excerpt from this report, SAI's concealed dangers could be released if just one thing goes horribly wrong, like an unexpected solar storm. How many times have I brought that up? As climate engineering destroys the protective layers of the atmosphere, starting with the ozone layer, which is unraveling by the day, we're getting UVC in the surface, last spectrum of UV radiation before x-ray. Does that sun feel incredibly hot on your skin? It is. It's not your imagination, and it's horribly harmful, not just to you, but to the entire web of life. Trees and insects, amphibians, wildlife, birds, everything. No ozone layer, no us. Very simple. And they pretend that this isn't going on, that, gee, if they could, may, might, do it, something horrible might go wrong. And when they talk about a solar storm, i.e., a CME, coronal mass ejection, yes, when there's no protective layers of the atmosphere, when they've been horribly compromised, a large CME amongst a long list of catastrophic effects will shut down grids all over the globe. I've talked about this so many times. Nuke plants, nuclear power plants can't cool themselves. They go into meltdown. Fukushima times 100, 200, maybe 300. There's 440 plants total on the planet. And all of them, at least at face value at this point, are going to go into meltdown. When society collapses, and it's going to collapse very soon. When you have a car going 100 miles an hour, and you're... 10 feet from impact, you can put the brakes on all you want. You're going to hit, and that's our equation right now. Those plants are going to go into meltdown. I don't pretend to know exactly what happens then. No one does. But you can do the math. Fukushima alone is an extinction-level event. Times it by 1, 2, 3, 400, game over. From climatesecurity.org. CIA Director on the Geopolitical Risks of Climate Engineering. Again, climate engineering, single, greatest, and most immediate threat we collectively face short of nuclear cataclysm, but you can't separate the two. Keep that in mind. One is helping to accelerate us toward the other. From that report, geoengineering solutions to climate change, which can be conducted unilaterally by states and non-states with international consequences, are an area of interest for the CIA. The report cites that former CIA Director John Brennan pointed out that there is a, quote, lack of global norms and standards for addressing the geopolitical implications of developing this technology. The report further states, CIA officers and their intelligence community colleagues work hard, they say, to protect our country. Really? Does anyone actually believe that? That the criminal cabal masquerading as the legitimate government of the United States is really here to protect our country? They say from the darker side of technological change. Listen to John Brennan yourself in his own words. Listen to what he said. Read between the lines and look up. Connect the dots and take a good long look at the lies. A sea of them and we are all drowning in it. Here he is, John Brennan, former CIA director, in his own words. Listen carefully.
0: Another example is the array of technologies often referred to collectively as geoengineering that potentially could help reverse the warming effects of global climate change. One that has gained my personal attention is stratospheric aerosol injection, or SAI, a method of seeding the stratosphere with particles that can help reflect the sun's heat in much the same way that volcanic eruptions do. An SAI program could limit global temperature increases, reducing some risks associated with higher temperatures and providing the world economy additional time to transition from fossil fuels. This process is also relatively inexpensive. The National Research Council estimates that a fully deployed SAI program would cost about $10 billion yearly. As promising as it may be, moving forward on SAI would also raise a number of challenges for our government and for the international community. On the technical side, greenhouse gas emission reductions would still have to accompany SAI to address other climate change effects. Such as ocean acidification, because SAI alone would not remove greenhouse gases from the atmosphere. On the geopolitical side, the technology's potential to alter weather patterns and benefit certain regions of the world at the expense of other regions could trigger sharp opposition by some nations. Others might seize on SAI's benefits and back away from their commitment to carbon dioxide reductions. And as with other breakthrough technologies, Global norms and standards are lacking to guide the deployment and implementation of SAI and other geoengineering initiatives.
1: What are those other initiatives? Geoengineering, climate engineering, solar radiation management, cloud albedo enhancement. There are many names for what can be summed up as weather warfare and radically accelerated near-term self-extermination. Again, that was John Brennan. Former CIA director speaking in front of the Council of Foreign Relations. And from so many, I hear so often, and I've addressed this question many times. It's addressed on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under a link titled Answers to the Most Commonly Asked Questions on Climate Engineering. But the question is this, why would, quote, they do this to themselves? And again, I point out, they, i.e. those at the top, those who print the money, those who control those who print the money, are nothing short of a cancer, They are not sane, and based on psychoanalysis, they have a common thread to their various forms of mental deficiency, and that's a near total lack of comprehension as to the consequences of their actions, even to themselves. They are totally addicted to power. They're not willing to let go of that power, and they will hang on to it until there is nothing left, just like a cancer that only intends to proliferate until it kills the host, and that is exactly what we face. So for those that walk away and say, no, they would never do this to themselves— how much have they done to themselves already? I've cited it over and over and over. I just did it in this broadcast. Fukushima, all the other new plants, destroying the ozone layer, ubiquitously contaminating the entire planet from countless directions. Where would we stop? Where would we end? The detonation of 2,400 nuclear bombs which contaminated everything. The detonation of hydrogen bombs in the magnetosphere, known as Project Starfish. We're not dealing with sanity. And we're dealing with a population that doesn't want to know about any of it. They don't want to know about the Now, based on science study, 500,000 Americans that died as an indirect result of the nuclear detonations in Nevada because of the downstream nuclear fallout. Most Americans don't want to know about what we did to Iraq, the depleted uranium, where some genius at the Pentagon figured out that they can use the nuclear waste, uranium-238, which is the heaviest metal on the planet at this point, as a projectile. That slices right through tanks, but unfortunately, the fallout leaves the areas in which it's used contaminated virtually forever. A four and a half billion year half life. Has anyone bothered to look? Have the Americans that now have forgotten all about the false premise on which Iraq was decimated, and the same Americans who haven't investigated what really happened on 9 11, the premise used for that invasion? But how many Americans have looked up the birth? defects in iraq as a direct result of our military using depleted uranium there and if you look at those pictures you will be horrified i i think many would not even be able to look at all of them they don't ask in iraq if the baby's a boy or a girl they ask if it's deformed or not and how many other countries are still suffering the same fate how many are still dying in vietnam from the use of agent orange and the unexploded ordnance that are still blowing citizens apart there. Both countries, both cases, invaded under completely false and fabricated pretenses. The Gulf of Tonkin incident in Vietnam, the non-existent WMD in Iraq, spreading freedom and democracy all over the globe, and that's only two from a long, long list. And I'm not saying any other military is any better, but who has done the most... And yet Americans blindly wave their flags and want to protect the American way of life. What is that way of life? Loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute until there's nothing left and steal it from anyone you can at the point of a gun? I didn't sign up for that. I would rather live in a teepee and eat acorns than be a part of that. So back to the bad news. How bad is it? From many sources last week, Landmark UN, United Nations Climate Change Report. Parts of the planet will become uninhabitable. Their words, not mine. Although it's been my words, exact same conclusion for many years, since the very start of geoenginewatch.org. And though this title from the UN sounds dire, indeed, doesn't it? The reality we collectively face is far worse than the radically downplayed timeframes and conclusions of this report. The report states deadly with extreme weather Now, as in today, climate change is about to get much worse, they say. It's likely going to make the world sicker, hungrier, poorer, gloomier, and way more dangerous, they say, in the next 18 years. With a, quote, unavoidable increase in risks. Again, that's a new United Nations science report. I'm going to cover more headlines on this in a moment. But I want to point out, 18 years. There is no statistical, mathematical trajectory using current Credible data that would get us anywhere near 18 years more like two three or maybe four at the outside and that doesn't mean living normally as we are now until then It means Mad Max until nothing's left. We're being lied to at every level And again the public's all too happy to be lied to and to cling to those lies tenaciously and to demonize and crucify anyone who dares to point out that they are lies And that there is an oncoming train, and that's what the light at the end of the tunnel is. An oncoming train. Another headline, same theme. Last week, this climate crisis report asks, talking about the same report. This report is from the IPCC, by the way. That's the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. The largest scientific panel ever created on any subject in human history. They say, what is at stake? In short, everything. That report states... Again, from many sources, analysis, major IPCC, I just told you what that was, approved by 195 countries, lays bare devastating harm caused by unchecked global heating. Let me ask this question. Do we think, is it rational to think that militaries around the globe, especially our, our own, if they thought there was some technology like John Brennan just spoke about, pretending it is not already ongoing, do we think our military brass would sit around waiting for the American public to say, do you mind deploying this? We're asking you to. Have they asked us for anything ever? And we have the U.S. top military brass long since stating on the record, the greatest national security threat of all is the collapsing climate system. Do we think they're going to sit around and ask us if they should use this for their own purposes? Of course they are. They always have been. This report continues, the damage from global heating is already hitting hard, they say. The comprehensive IPCC assessment, it's not comprehensive, it's a pack of lies, which is based on 34,000 studies, documents, quote, widespread and pervasive impacts on people in the natural world from increasingly frequent intense heat waves, droughts, wildfires, storms, and floods. Some impacts are now irreversible. Let me tell you how irreversible it is. I've been over this again and again. We passed the point of no return about two decades ago. In regard to droughts and deluges for example that is the hallmark of climate engineering and that is not to say that we wouldn't have them without it but what it is to say is climate engineering signature is on every single event like this around the globe in the case of the western u.s we can see on satellite imagery the climate engineers continue to completely cut off the precipitation from the u.s west specifically california it's inarguable there's not a meteorologist alive that doesn't know what's going on but they lack any sense of honor any sense of virtue, any sense of morality. They're concerned about their paychecks and pensions and that's all. And it's up to us to hold them accountable, to send them credible data and to ask them to explain why they are lying. It's up to us, all of us. Can't be done by a few on behalf of the many. The report continues, Heat is killing more people, drought is killing more trees, and warming oceans are killing more coral reefs, the nurseries of the oceans, but without action, worse is coming, the report said, and faster than scientists had thought. Key phrase there gee, we didn't know. Didn't know it was so bad. I knew because that's what the data made clear. If one studied the data and told the truth about the data, but they continue to claim, gee, we didn't know. And now week after week, we see these kind of headlines. Gee, It's way worse than we thought. That's exactly what I've stated, exactly what geoengineeringwatch.org's official position has been for the entire length of our existence, that we're not being told the truth about the climate, which many take in a completely different Context or meaning here's the truth. It's exponentially worse than anything. We're being told yes Al Gore lied to us But not in the manner that most would like to believe it's exponentially worse than anything Al Gore said and Al Gore did exactly what the Power structure wanted him to do didn't he he made people so hate him with his hypocrisy That they choose to take the opposite position of anything and everything Al Gore states. That's not a rational way to come to a conclusion is it? Not at all. We would be lucky if what Al Gore said was true. Because again, it's exponentially worse than that. And climate engineering, fueling, accelerating, all of it. In the case of the forest die-off, single biggest factor climate engineering from every conceivable direction, totally disrupting the hydrological cycle, contaminating soils and waters with the highly toxic elements that are falling from our skies and in our precipitation, which is Poisoning root systems, killing soil microbiome, destroying the ozone layer, which fries the foliage on the top from every conceivable direction. Climate engineering is at the core, and the wildfires, again, on top of everything I just mentioned, these elements amount to a incendiary dust, which coats forest foliage, the forest floor, which ionizes the atmosphere and makes it more electrically conductive, thus more dry lightning. Again, the incendiary dust, making the fires much more volatile, more intense burning, And why would we see, and we've recorded on time-lapse footage, part of it's in the film The Dimming, which I mentioned on this broadcast. We have recorded massive aerosol spraying operations directly above the smoke canopy on fires like the Paradise Fire, catastrophic fire in California. And we filmed climate engineering operations occurring directly above that smoke bank. Why? What is that about? It's not about any benevolent form of climate engineering for the common good, certainly. Dropping incendiary particles down through the smoke canopy, what are they doing? If you really want to know how desperate the climate engineers are, I've tried to bring this extremely important geoengineering report to attention again and again. Search wildfires serve geoengineering agenda. That's how desperate they are. One of our most important reports. Next, the outright deception in the report, the IPCC report, again, the largest scientific panel on any subject in human history, they state this, even if the world keeps heating below 1.6 degrees C, which they say it is, by 2100, let's stop there for a moment. Frontline data indicates we're past 3.5 degrees C right now. We are past the baseline at which humans have existed on this planet. Climate engineers desperately trying to hide it by skewing surface temperature data with Chemical ice nucleating operations, i.e. engineered winter weather warfare. Search the engineering winter section on the homepage of geneagingwatch.org and find hard science, find patents, find documented cases of governments doing this like China. Engineering winter weather, engineering frozen precipitation, i.e. snow, or Beijing doing a billion dollars worth of damage. And yet our so-called climate science community continues to pretend that none of this is going on. So here in this IPCC report, the so-called experts, the ones we're told to blindly believe, not just in the climate science community, but the medical industrial community as well. But in this case, the climate science community, we're told that we're still trying to keep it below 1.6 degrees C by 2100 when we're past 3.5 degrees C now and everything's accelerating by the day. And about the accelerating heat... On top of everything I already mentioned that climate engineering does, none of which the climate science community will admit to, climate engineering, of course, traps more heat than it deflects. It has to make the planet warmer overall. And that's on top of everything else I already mentioned. They can create short-term daytime cooldowns in certain places, or with chemical ice nucleation, they can create surface cooldowns temporarily at the cost of an even worse overall warming of the planet. So this IPCC report continues to spew disinformation, claiming that by 2100, if we hit 1.6 degrees C, then we could lose 8% of today's farmland, and that the human population would be above 9 billion. Good luck. Never, ever going to make it there. Again, I cite on the current mathematical statistical trajectory. We'll be lucky if anybody's here in 2030. And I don't care who doesn't believe that. I don't care who clings to their denial, rolls their eyes, and walks away. That's not my business. It's my business to report what the frontline data states. That's what I have always done. And go back and search my reports, going back almost a decade, engineered drought catastrophe, Target, California. It is exactly what has happened. Exactly. Not because I was looking into a crystal ball, but because I cited data that no one else seemed willing to address. Look at it decide for yourself if it was accurate or not. That's all I'm asking. Another headline from Vox.com, same theme, five signs of how climate change is unraveling Earth's ecosystems. Five signs? There are hundreds, hundreds of signs, thousands in fact. The report then states, "Quote: global warming is taking a bigger toll on wildlife than we previously thought. Again, another statement from the IPCC, The so-called experts whose job it is not to tell you the truth, but to mask the truth from populations until the brutal bitter end. And not that we shouldn't be concerned if it was really 2050 or 2100. We should show some concern for posterity. But in fact, it is exponentially worse than that. And these organizations are obviously filled with legions of individuals that lack the courage to tell the truth. And when I'm told by some that, well, of course they can't tell the truth because they could lose their job, how much would their job matter on a dead planet, which we are perilously close to? Where is the priority of those in the human race? From the UK Guardian, this, climate change is intensifying Earth's water cycle at twice the predicted rate. Research shows that's a half-truth. As I've stated in this broadcast before, It must rain more overall on a warming planet atmosphere holds seven percent more moisture for every degree C of warming But we are not seeing that why are we not seeing that overall again? I know there's areas underwater Australia is one I'll get to that in a moment, but overall There is much more drought than there should be because there's a factor. We're not being told about that factor is climate engineering which thwarts the global hydrological cycle from every conceivable direction and Before I get to make this point as we have the so-called environmental community claiming to care about the planet while systematically ignoring because their leaders tell their flock to ignore climate engineering. They tell their flock that anyone who addresses climate engineering is trying to hide the warming of the planet. Couldn't be further from the truth in the case of geoengineeringwatch.org. Couldn't be further from the truth. And we know those who run the so-called environmental organizations, like Bill McKibben from 350.org, for example, is receiving funding from the Rockefeller Foundation. We know that Amy Goodman for Democracy Now, I'm sorry to name names, but they need to be named. I met Amy Goodman twice. Asked her why she wouldn't address climate engineering. Well, I'm telling most of the truth. No, there's not most of the truth. There's either the truth or something other than the truth. A ship doesn't float if it's mostly watertight, does it? Would you go on a cruise on a ship that's mostly watertight? Would you go? Of course not. And in this case, Democracy Now!, which is the largest left-leaning news broadcast on the planet, they receive funding from the Ford Foundation. But they can tell most of the truth, leaving out the most important truths. And that's not going to save us. It's simply not going to save us. And our attorneys at Watch.org have spoken to attorneys from WWF, that's World Wildlife Foundation, Greenpeace, Sierra Club, Earth justice. none of them will address climate engineering because they don't want to lose their 501c3 nonprofit. So why are they doing what they're doing? It's certainly not for the environment. And they won't admit to climate engineering. They need to be held accountable. They shouldn't be given a dime, not a dime, unless or until they fully face climate engineering. And I'm perplexed again at so many alt media that won't acknowledge the chemically ice nucleated cool downs that are such a massive component of climate engineering. I want to get to that in a minute before I run out of time. First, about the engineered drought in California. Again, encourage all listeners, go to homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org, search the engineering drought section, and please find, you can search this separately, this title. We make our titles easy to search online as easy as we can, although Google is trying to hide them. Search Engineer drought catastrophe target California and tell me that's not exactly what has happened over the last decade since that report was done. This headline, U.S. won't give water to California farmers. That doesn't sound good, does it? Let's put this puzzle piece back into the equation. Again, start of this broadcast every week, we show Former U.S. President Lyndon Johnson, when he was still a vice president in 1962, stating, he who controls the weather controls the world, i.e., he who controls the food supply controls populations, thus controls the world. We can see in satellite imagery that the climate engineers, we can speculate on motives of their agendas, but some of those motives and agendas should seem very clear at this point. We can see them cutting off the moisture to California again and again and again. Yes, we got some deluge In fall, but then they shut it off at the first of the year and they are prepping these forests to burn to the ground. And that is one of the agendas of climate engineering. And as shocking as that may sound, it is an integral part to their objectives. If you search wildfires serve geoengineering agenda, you can see the science study that backs up everything I'm saying. So now we have farmers that won't have any water. And even if they did have water, there are factors that would keep those crops from growing. I'll get to that in a minute. About the engineered winter weather, this headline, pair of storms to unload snow and ice following surge of warmth, winter weather whiplash, the yo-yo effect getting worse and worse and worse by the day because the planet is in total meltdown and the only way the climate industry can cool anything down is if they have enough moisture to chemically nucleate, flash surface cool down, various forms of frozen material, extraordinarily slick because it contains surfactants, in addition to all the materials already mentioned, all of it highly toxic, and all of this is in our water supply, and now our food supply, absorbed into the entire web of life. And of course, us, because we're eating that web of life. But in in addition to the biblical drought, there's biblical deluge. From the nationalnews.com, Australia hit by, quote, rain bomb as flooding death toll rises. A severe storm system pummeled Australia's eastern city bay of Brisbane. I've been there, and it's troubling to see what's happening there now. I've been on two private expeditions in the Barrier Reef, which is now dead. One of the seven wonders of the world, dead, gone. And we don't see anything about that. We simply see the narratives they want us to see. And they switch them up whenever they want to. Another headline, same theme. Unprecedented flooding continues. Very dangerous thunderstorms with giant hail, they say. Destructive winds... And heavy rain forecast for southeast Queensland, Queensland, Australia. Again, the massive hailstones. Chemical ice nucleation for weather modification starts the buildup of ice around this chemically nucleating element. Massive hailstones, a direct result of that. The testing of this material proves the climate engineering elements are in it. Another headline, same theme. Queensland, Australia, underwater. Tens of thousands of Australians evacuated, hundreds missing as unprecedented flood hits east coast. First they fried Now they're being flooded, all of which is decimating what little is left of their former miraculous ecosystems there. The legions of so-called scientists that continue to pretend climate engineering is only a quote proposal are either completely delusional or blatantly lying. Take your pick. More forms of human insanity from Bloomberg.com last week. Fracking is a powerful weapon against Russia, they say. Really? Yeah, let's poison What's left of our groundwater forever to keep business as usual just a tad longer and pretend we can keep it up indefinitely? Total absolute delusion. Watch Gasland and see how that fracking's going. Would you want your house next to a well and then turn your spigot on your house and have flames come out of it if you ignite it, if you put a match to it? That's exactly what's happening. And those on the talking head political pundit shows of total idiocy that pretend that. We're somehow going to be energy independent if we just frack the entire nation. No, we're going to be starving to death on a dead planet. You can't do what we've done to the planet and expect to live long. And again, climate engineering at the epitome of that. And I'm tired of hearing from people who, when I acknowledge the damage we've done to the planet, they pretend that somehow that's a sign that I'm on the side of those in power who admit that there's a problem. I'm perplexed by this because what a... Irrational way to come to a conclusion because you admit to a problem doesn't mean you side with those who did the most to create the problem How would one arrive at such a conclusion? But we must face reality and not spin it into something else because we want desperately to cling to this Delusional notion that we can somehow continue on the current path business as usual Not going to happen about the disaster capitalists that are the type of cancer I already described, the kind that intends to perpetuate itself at any cost, to keep business as usual as long as it can until the host dies, in this case, planet Earth. Question to go with the conclusion just stated, how many agendas are attached to what's unfolding in the Ukraine? From the UK Guardian, this, US fossil fuel industry leaps on Russia invasion of Ukraine to argue for more drilling, connected to the previous headline I covered on fracking, loot plunder, pillage, and pollute until nothing is left. And all the Middle Eastern adventures were in the same category. It's not about freedom and democracy. When Saddam Hussein was baited to go into Kuwait, and when retreating, U.S. Special Forces detonated about 600 wells in Kuwait. Yes, U.S. Special Forces. Of course, they were a part of that because that's what gave the foothold for U.S. corporations like Halliburton and Bechtel, a company I formerly worked for, to go into Kuwait and set up shop to put out all those fires and move all U.S. equipment in and to basically get a massive foothold there. And U.S. Special Forces were the ones that ignited those wells, and there's ample documentation to back that up. And yet Americans waved their flags and pretend it was all about freedom and democracy. Total nonsense. Most Americans don't want the truth. That's the sad fact of the matter. Two subjects I meant to cover in this broadcast, but I'm out of time. Too much ranting. The vapor pressure deficit. That is a key factor that is killing forests, killing crops. I'll cover that in next week's broadcast, along with the one group of people we are told Americans actually trust on climate science, local meteorologists. I sure don't trust them, not at all, because they're reading scripts. They are lying every bit as much as every other academician in the climate science chain, and no different than other industries like the medical industrial complex. I'll cover this next week as well. And the methane scenario, getting worse by the day. There's so much methane in the Arctic. In fact, it's higher than it's been. Some readings show it higher than it's been, about six times higher for several million years. It is a death knell warning to all of us. It is thawing and releasing and blowing the atmosphere. I'll cover more on that update next week as well. A final footnote on something I covered last week, that Antarctic... Sea ice is at record low, and many people mistake that for the Arctic. Very different, although Arctic ice mass, the volume, which is all that matters, is also at record low. The surface extent is being manipulated with chemical ice nucleation, sea surface nucleation operations, and statistical falsification. Both poles are imploding. I'll cover more on that next week also. Because our futures are directly attached to all of us. It's completely intertwined, inseparable. Is it too late? How will collapse unfold? It already is. When will collapse become total, i.e. Mad Max? Who can say for certain? But what can be said with absolute certainty is this. Collapse is coming and it's near. Is there anything worth fighting for at this point? I'm asked that so often. Yes, absolutely. Yes, if by our collective efforts, we can fully expose the insanity, not just of those in power, but of so many in populations that are actively or passively supporting the matrix and those who control it. If we can do this and fully pull back the curtain, we have a chance, although slight, of causing a mutiny in the ranks of the collective insanity, the foot soldiers, without which the wheels of the insanity will grind to a halt. The single greatest leap we could collectively make in the right direction at this late hour is to bring the intentional intervention in earth's life support systems to a complete halt i.e. exposing and halting the atmospheric aerosol spraying and the rf microwave transmissions that go with it countless other forms of destructive human activity must also be ended the former paradigm is over it was never sustainable it was always an exercise in self-extermination but if our collective efforts can salvage any part of the planet's remaining life support systems, so that anyone can make it through what's unfolding. That's worth every step of this seemingly impossible journey. There are remnants of nature hanging on, not giving up. Nor can we. We are the ones we've been waiting for. This fight isn't over. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn specific details of how you can help to move this fight forward. Share credible data from a credible source. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, stay strong and let's keep marching. This is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.